0: Get ready for tomorrow's news today. You're listening to Speak Life with Marty Lee.
1: Welcome to Speak Life. I'm honored that you're here today. Uh, It's going to be an awesome broadcast. Uh, We have one of my favorite pastors with us tonight, Pastor Ron Termali. And he is the senior pastor of a thriving church in uh, Warwick, Rhode Island called Legacy Church. Legacy Church. If you're in the Warwick, Warwick, Rhode Island area, you need to check them out. It's an amazing, uh, amazing place. And uh, he happens to be uh, family to us, too. His amazing son, Michael, is uh, married to my amazing daughter, Brittany. And uh, we share three grandchildren together, which we, we all love uh, so very much. And I'm so excited to talk with him tonight. And we're going to talk about family uh, and raising Christian children in today's world. I think it's very vital uh, that, we, uh, that we delve into this, and it's going to be an exciting uh, conversation. I just sense a great, uh, a, a great anointing on this tonight. Uh, but before we bring him on, I want to just give you a quick word of encouragement as to where we are prophetically today. There's a lot of threats A lot of uh, challenges uh, going on right now. We're in a very unique moment in time. Everybody knows it, and everybody feels something is shifting and something is changing, and that is because this weekend, I believe, it's because this weekend we are entering into the Feast of Tabernacles on uh, the Hebraic calendar, or what I would call God's calendar, and again, this is a very special family time before the Lord. And so I'm excited to talk about family because it, it kind of uh, uh, gels together with what it, where we are in the kingdom. And uh, it's no coincidence that the seasons are changing in the natural and in the spirit simultaneously, uh, God's timing is perfect timing, uh, so much that even the seasons will declare to you the word of the Lord. I believe that as we are entering into the harvest season on the Hebraic calendar, we are also entering into a harvest time, spiritually speaking. Uh, you you can, you can see it's harvest time in the natural uh, around us, but it's also harvest time uh, in the spirit. And that's what people are sensing and Uh, What that means is God's people are going to begin to see increase. You're going to receive supernatural changes that yield uh, an increase into your life. You know, the, the feast or the festival of tabernacles is a celebration of God's unlimited blessings being released to his people. That's what it is all about. And it's a time of many turning back to the Lord. It's a time of a harvest. It's a time of a harvest of prodigals, a harvest of unsaved loved ones, a harvest in all areas of life, really. God is shifting so many things to show his might and his power and causing divine alignment for his purposes to be established. And so, through Christ is the reward of the Lord, and his reward is unlimited. You know, it all speaks about Jesus. It all summarizes uh, Jesus Christ and the new covenant. And so I believe that you are about to receive unusual and unexpected breakthrough. Uh, I want to encourage you to give generously to the work of the Lord in this moment. Amen. Bring a harvest offering before the Lord this weekend and give in faith expecting a greater breakthrough. I believe it's a unique moment in time for the people of God. And, you know, as we give, it's given back to us in good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Many things in the kingdom of God uh, you have to initiate. Uh, God's already set up the law, but you have to access it by faith. In other words, you heard the message of the gospel, But you were not saved until you prayed the the prayer, until you took a step towards God. It was always available to you, but the moment that you said yes to the Lord, that that, uh, whole transformation uh, began to take place. And so this weekend, I want to encourage you, give in faith, expecting a greater breakthrough than you've received before. It is harvest time in the kingdom. Uh, bring a, a special offering, a harvest offering, before the Lord this weekend. And uh, with whatsoever measure you pour out, it'll be poured back to you. You know, Deuteronomy sixteen, 16 we've talked about this before. It tells us not to stand before the Lord empty-handed. <clears throat> you know, when that verse was being uh, uh, communicated... It was specifically talking about this harvest time uh, on God's calendar. You know, God is a jealous God, and he is shifting and changing everything to bring it into divine order and alignment for his purposes to come forth for you. It may look like the enemy uh, is on the advance. It may look like the enemy is getting the upper hand, but God is a jealous God, and he's jealous over you. Uh, And what you're sensing right now is God is changing everything uh, for his purposes to come forth to bless you. And that's what God's warriors, his prophetic people are sensing right now. You know, in Joel chapter 2 and verse 18, it says, then the Lord will be jealous for his land and pity his people. God sees everything that's going on. And I've said it before, and I'll say it again uh, all the things that the enemy thinks he's doing against the body of Christ, really, he is uh, touching God's anointed, uh, and, and you know Scripture says, "Touch not my anointed, nor do my prophets, uh, do my prophets no harm." Uh, uh, but <clears throat> it also uh, says that the church is the bride of Christ, and when you are messing with the church, you're messing with Jesus's bride. And so uh, God is jealous over his people, he's jealous uh, uh, over, over your life and your family, and uh, he's, he's going to move in a way that's going to surprise many and uh, open up the eyes of the blind so that people will see God and begin to turn to him with their whole heart, amen? And the Feast of Tabernacles is also when God settles accounts. And he releases restoration and blessing to his people. I'm not suggesting, again, I'm not suggesting that we are under the law or under the old covenant. But what I am saying is we are in a very prophetic moment. And, you know, we, we are to look to Scripture, even Old Testament Scriptures, uh, to gain an understanding and to, to learn some things. And, and there are seasons in the kingdom of God. You know, when God said, let there be light... Uh, And the in the evening and the morning were the first day. The Bible says, "Well, that was God setting a calendar up. That was God setting up a a day, and then uh, seven days was the first week, and on the seventh day He rested." Right. So that was the first week, and so God set. Uh, set time in motion for us to understand that there are seasons, and these things that we're pressing through they will not last forever. You can't have winter uh, for a whole year. Uh, there are seasons in the kingdom and and we're in a very prophetic moment, and I believe the world around us is declaring the changing of the seasons and the goodness of God about to come forth. And I believe the prophets are sounding the trumpet of God right now, declaring his time for divine intervention has come. Amen? So scripturally, this is all for God's people to receive a a great gain uh, for the new year that has been launched uh, on the Hebraic calendar. And I believe it is exactly what I and other prophets are sensing is happening right now. I also want to encourage you not to listen to the media or the negative reports or the pending Armageddon, as some have said. Uh, these things may, be, may get challenging, uh, but as believers, we need to keep our minds, according to Scripture, stayed upon the Lord, and the God of peace will, will keep you, and uh, don't let the threats of the enemy hinder your faith. The enemy's always going to threaten, uh, but let it encourage you. Let it uh, uh, let it inspire your faith. You're, you know they say when you're over the target is when the enemy uh, re- reacts the strongest. And so, listen, we're we're hitting the target over and over again with our prayers, with our intercession, uh, with our decrees and our declaration. God hears, and a remnant is all God needs to make incredible cataclysmic changes in the earth. And so uh, God is on the throne, and he's in control of every aspect of what is going on today. Our Father is protecting his family, and according to Scripture, nothing shall by any means harm you. You know, I believe we're in the great shift that Daniel prophesied in Daniel chapter 7, uh, and those of you that know this ministry, I've quoted this many times. Daniel seven, verse twenty-one, verses twenty-one and twenty-two. It says, "I beheld, and the same horn made war with the saints, and that's what we—that's where we have been, and prevailed against them." <clears throat> and then verse twenty-two has a very big word in it. Until, so it says, "I beheld, and the same horn made war with the saints." And prevailed against them until the ancients of days, the ancient of days came, and judgment was given to the saints of the most high, and the time came that the saints possessed the kingdom. So let me say that to you again, things were going in one direction. And this is a vision that Daniel saw. Things were going in one direction. It looks like the enemy uh, made war against the church and was prevailing against them until the Ancient of Days came. I believe Jesus is on your battlefield right now. I believe the Lord of hosts, the Lord of angel armies, is on the battlefield right now. And the armies of heaven are, are engaging with the, armies, uh, of the army of God on earth the church, and with a forceful advance, were taking the kingdom by force. It says that the enemy made war against the saints and prevailed until the ancients of, ancient of days came and judgment was given to the saints of the Most High, and the time came that the saints possessed the kingdom. So let me just summarize and say this fear not, fear not. Everything is turning around right now. For God's plans and God's purposes to come forth. Amen. I pray you're encouraged today and that you receive a fresh grace for you and for your family in this blessed new season in the Lord. And uh, you know this time of the Feast of Tabernacles is a time to celebrate God and don't let the, the uh, pressure of the enemy keep you from celebrating what God is about to do in the midst of his people. Amen? Many people are coming to the Lord. There is a great awakening. There is a great revival, a great reformation that is released from heaven and now will begin to invade earth like we have never known before. Amen? Get ready. You're going to see your loved ones uh, standing before standing with you before the Lord, with their hands raised high, tears streaming down their faces as they worship the Most High God with you, there is a reformation happening right now, a revival, a renewal, an awakening, however you want to term it. God is waking up the mighty, and we're going to see changes like we've never known before, as the kingdom of God begins to possess. The promised land and the promises of God, all the promises of God begin to come to pass. And we rule and reign with Christ right here, right now. Amen. God is doing something awesome. And I want to encourage you uh, get ready. The things that you think are so far off are about to happen for you now. Amen. 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 I pray that you're encouraged by that. And, you know, right now I'd like to introduce someone. Who I have a very high regard for. He is a pioneer. I believe an apostle of the faith. Uh, he is my friend and my brother. And I want to. I want you to welcome with me to the broadcast, Pastor Ron Termali. Welcome back to Speak Live, Pastor Ron. So glad to have you back on the program. And it's good to Thanks, see you. Thanks, <laughs> morning Tell us how nice things to are see going. You. It's good to see you too tell us how things are going with uh legacy church in rhode island
0: well um you know rhode island is part of new england and um if you're from the south obviously you know that that new england is a tough place to to have church but by the grace of god our church is doing well Uh, our community of churches and new life community churches uh, now there's five locations are doing well here in New England, and uh, we believe that um, you know we're called to minister to this part of the country, and so. But we do ask uh, you to continue to pray. Um, and we're believing for another great awakening, as you know, a lot of awakenings happened in this area of the country, yes. and we're believing another one is coming Amen. for our nation. So pray for us.
1: Amen, I absolutely believe that and uh, uh, just to kind of make sure everybody is up to speed many people probably already know but uh, our daughter Brittany married your son Michael and yes. uh, we have a, a wonderful family and it's a great blend of two families and, uh, and we share two beautiful grandchildren together and uh, yes. it's just so happy I'm telling them have some more Have some more, Michael, Brittany. (laughs) Absolutely. Be
0: fruitful and multiply. Yes. Be fruitful and multiply. It's
1: the command of the (laughs) Lord. That's uh, right. You know, which brings me to what I wanted to talk about today, family. You know, it's so important. I'd like to talk a little bit Mm -hmm. about family and marriage today and how important it is to prioritize family. You know, we have three children, and uh, they're all working in the ministry with us, and they're all happy serving the Lord together. And uh,
0: Yes, thank uh, you, Jesus.
1: And you have uh, three children that are working with you in the ministry, and um, so uh, what's your key?
0: Well, uh, you know, there's a lot of keys um, to, first of all, raising a family is not easy, especially in the world that we're living in right now. Um, but, you know, I would say to, you know, it's, it sounds like a, a, a cliche, but the Lord being preeminent in your home, um, living the Christian life, not only in church on Sunday, but, but Monday through Sunday, uh, that is key. Uh, I've, you know, my wife and I have been married for 39 years. Um, you know, we got married when we were 11 and, and 10 years old. I'm only kidding. Repent from that. <laughs> uh, but we've been married for 39 years, and and we've lived the life. Um, it's not easy living the Christian life, but it's the only way to live, and that has a, a, a tremendous impact upon your children. Uh, they have to see Christianity modeled in your home, um, and it has to be real. It has to be, you know, it has to be radical Christianity. You know, you you have to be Truly, um, people that live the life biblically, um, and not just kind of talk the life, but they have to see it modeled in your home. And I believe that, that you know, when Christ is in your house, uh, He helps you parent your kids because He gives us all the the, the keys in Scripture. And yes. and you know, I would uh, another key is to really be part of a, a great community, a church community where you can get the support, help um, of people who maybe have gone before you as Christian parents, and, and you can get advice from when you are challenged by different situations in raising your kids. And so, so good. we've been blessed to have that. You know, we've yeah. been blessed to have that in our home. And I, I think our kids have uh, uh, seen that, that the Christian life is, is a blessed, happy life. Amen. You know, the world would try to say the world is 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 what, you know, the world has more to offer, but they mm-hmm. have seen through our lives that no, Christianity has more to offer than the world. So, you
1: but know, that's, um,
0: you know, there is a lot more to talk about than that.
1: I, absolutely, I, uh, I was, uh, you know, I was studying in uh, the book of Nehemiah this week and uh, just kind of preparing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wanted to just read a, a couple quick scriptures here and and, and uh, maybe kind of set the stage a little bit. But in Nehemiah sure. chapter 4, in verse 13, it's where Nehemiah begins to build the wall. And uh, the mm-hmm. walls of Jerusalem had been torn down by the enemy and uh, trampled, and uh, the, the city was burned. And now Nehemiah is is uh, building it back up. in uh, verse 13 of Nehemiah chapter 4, it says, Therefore I positioned men behind the lower parts of the wall at the openings, mm-hmm. and I set the people according to their families with their swords and spears and their bows. And I looked and arose and said to the nobles and to the leaders and to the rest of the people, Do not be afraid of them. Remember the Lord, great and awesome. Fight for your brethren fight for your sons, fight for your daughters, fight for your wives, fight for your houses. <clears throat> and then in verse 20, wow. verse twenty, then it says, wherever you hear the sound of the trumpet, rally to us there, for our God will fight for us. And so for me, as That's I was... That's so true. It's exactly how we uh, approach our family. It's how we approach everything. And uh, I think Mm -hmm. Nehemiah was was saying, take a stand and fight for your family. And if you fight for your family, God will fight for your family too. And, uh, you know, what we're seeing in in our nation today, in in the nations of the world, is the enemy always attacks the family first. You know, the attack is against the home, against the values that you know, we know to be true and right. And, uh, and I believe these are values that are worth taking a stand and fighting for. And when we do, yeah. God fights for us, you know. yeah. And,
0: well, you know, the devil, the devil hates family. Yes. <clears throat> God is a father. God is a father. So good. Um, and so the enemy hates anything to do with God's established pattern. A living yes. life and and we're seeing that now more than ever there's a, like you're saying there's an attack against family there's an attack obviously against marriage um you know by the grace of god you know uh, there's so many people i know in our church that that have come out of broken homes come out of broken marriages yes. but once they find christ and find grace and they learn the keys given yes. to us biblically on how we can restore the right pattern in our lives so that we can have the abundant life that Christ has offered to us. And, uh, you know, I always say that that the, the key to healthy children is, is healthy parents. Yes. Um, so, you know, you have to work on yourself first. You have to work on yourself in your relationship with God first. I have to keep myself in line with the Lord first. Um, If I'm unhealthy, that means my marriage is going to be unhealthy, which means my children will be unhealthy. You know, so, you know, the buck stops with me first as a father or the head of the house Could be a single mom. Uh, But with God, uh, you you can pass on a legacy of of faith and health and spiritual well-being you know, emotional well-being, physical well-being to your children uh, with the Lord. And that, that's key. That's Absolutely.
1: Key. And, you know, it's worth fighting for. Uh, and, you know, yeah. f- it, let me let me clarify that. Family, as defined by the Bible, is worth fighting for. A man, a woman, yeah. and their children. That's a biblical definition of the family. And, uh, you know, even in... Uh, and you have
0: to fight. You have yes. to fight.
1: That's exactly yeah. the point I wanted to make. You have yeah. to fight. Yeah. Uh, this yeah. was this was where Nehemiah was. He was in a position where they were. They, they it was a time of restoration. It was a time of rebuilding. It was really a time of, of national awakening, and mm-hmm. uh, reformation for them, which is where we are today. And yeah, uh, yeah. you know, if you look in in. Uh, you find the, the Genesis of every revelation is in the book of Genesis. And uh, the first yeah. thing that God created was family. <clears throat> and he charged them, like we were just saying, be fruitful and multiply. There was mm-hmm. actually a command uh, from God, and it's still a command from God that we are fruitful and multiply. And you find that right. throughout Scripture that God uh, commands his people to multiply. And... Uh, and, yeah. and in fact, uh, you know the Bible says children are the reward of the Lord, and uh, yeah, yes. they're a gift. They are absolutely the gift of God, and yeah. uh, you don't know it until you get on the other side. When you when you're holding yeah. your child, uh, yeah. you know there's all that fear and intimidation beforehand, uh, but it's worth fighting for again, uh, especially in the twenty first century you know the the battle is against uh family it's against having children it's against mm-hmm. you know it's against uh, marriage it's uh trying to redefine all these things uh but i believe it's worth fighting for and, and i think the church as a whole needs to take a stand and fight against this uh counterculture narrative that, in my opinion, only seeks to divide and conquer the nuclear family. And if the devil can do that, he can take down the Mm -hmm. nation.
0: Yeah, and I think you're right. I mean, even pastorally, you have to not be afraid to speak truth uh, from the pulpit. You can't be afraid for your youth leaders to speak biblical truth that is many times counter-cultural. And we have to be able to to take a stand and say, listen, we believe that the Bible is the authoritative word of God. It's inerrant. It's the authority on every subject. God doesn't yes. change and mold himself to appease cultural sin. And, and the Lord is not too concerned about being culturally, culturally relevant. Um, and so, but but it's a challenge today because even in the Christian world, there's so much confusion yes. um, where you know the, the the word love is being redefined. Yeah. Well, you can't have love without truth, and really, the Bible says you know, mm. essentially, the Scripture says God is love, yes. and so if you want to define love, you have to define define it through the lens of who god is and and how he says we should live and uh, and with regards to a strong family i believe there's no way to have a strong family unless you go to the the book of books and and you look at the the manual that god has given us and yes. how to have a healthy whole strong family Um, because when you look at society and look at culture, I mean, obviously, Pastor Marty, you know, we came from broken families. Yes. Uh, We came from dysfunctional families. I know I did. Yes. (laughs) And the reason is, even though, you know, I know my parents, they're good people, per se, they were, you know, kind, loving, they tried to do their best for us. You know, they were immigrants from Italy so they they elevated the importance of work you know um, providing which they did but what we didn't have was we didn't have Jesus Christ as the foundation of our home Um, we didn't have the values and the the beliefs that God wants us to live by and so I kind of was like a wild child you know Um, and if it wasn't for uh, my salvation um and marrying you know a woman who was saved and and us growing our family in the house of God with biblical truths and values and biblical um wisdom that people had who we were living our lives with fellowshipping with um my kids would have also followed a pattern of dysfunctionalism yes and um but by the grace of God, uh, you know, we had to fight against cultural norms. We had to fight. I had to fight against things that I was raised with, you know, even culturally being Italian, you know,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> um, that were unbiblical. Yes. But I look at you know our children, your your children, our children, and and we have to give credit to God. We can't say, hey, you know, I'm such a great person you know great 100%. father
1: hundred you no know,
0: you know we have to give credit to God it's yes. his ways that work yes and they're, they're, they always work and yes and so our challenge is the fight to, to, to raise our kids by God's ways and not bend to the pressure that the world would put upon us you know and that's yep. a challenge for our kids is, is that they don't you know they they have to have a place to run to uh, for safety, and I and 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 they have to have people around them that are fighting too. You know, yes. that are saying, "Hey, we're not going to bend our bow our knee to the to the idols of this world. We're going to bow our knee to Jesus Christ alone." And uh, so, so it is a fight. It's a fight, but but we we have the ability to win through the power of the Holy Spirit. And through absolutely. the community of the church, <clears throat>
1: so absolutely, and you know, uh, I, I think these are doctrines of devils uh, that come in culturally mm-hmm. and try to redefine marriage and redefine family. And uh, like we were saying about Nehemiah, he was rebuilding the walls that were torn down by his right. enemies, and and that's what the enemy is trying to do is tear down uh, the uh, the boundaries. Tear down the, the borders. Tear, you see that across the board. The enemy doesn't want to right, have right. Uh, any defining boundaries or borders. Uh, it's, it's also important to note that uh, uh, Nehemiah and, and the people of God in that day, they were rebuilding their families. They were coming out of broken situations. They, they were decimated by the enemy, and they, they were in a time of reformation. And uh, I believe we are in a time of Reformation today, and the enemy is yes uh is working really hard to tear down walls and boundaries and borders uh that God defines this is what a family is this is what a man is this yeah. is what a woman is and, a woman uh, is right yeah and uh you know some people get um you know they want to be loving and and they want to be gracious, and they want to... But if you do that, the enemy just comes in. Uh, True love takes a stand. And uh, in verse 20 uh, that I was reading to you, uh, it says, our God will fight for us, and he will prosper us, so therefore we his servants will arise and build. And so the, uh, uh, the enemy wants to destroy so that there is no definition there. Uh, and and, and by, by doing that, like you were saying, he removes uh, what God has established. And, uh, but yeah. if we'll take a stand yeah. for what God has established, God will fight for us, and he'll prosper right. us in it. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and then they went on to say, uh, Nehemiah went on to say to his enemies, uh, you have no portion with us. You know, I think sometimes we have to uh, stand up and say, like he did, the city doesn't belong to you, our homes don't belong to you, our families don't belong to you, and we're going to do it God's way, and God will cause us to prosper. You know, essentially, they were saying we're committed to our family. And uh, so that tells me two things. Uh, You have to be committed to God, and you have to be committed to your family and, and your marriage. And, uh, yeah, if and not, God
0: has given you. Yeah. I'm saying God has given us our children.
1: Yes. You know,
0: he's he's they're, they're his kids first. And just think <laughs> he's given us a great responsibility, right, yes. to care for our children. And he says, you know, raise them in the way they should go. And yes. he teaches us how to raise them because he wants the best for them. Yeah. And he and so I am responsible, my wife and I, to raise our children in the best way possible and that's God's way so that they can have the greatest life to fulfill their calling destiny, and destiny in God. I'm no. not gonna have the school system raise my kids. I'm no. not gonna have my neighbors raise my kids. I might like my neighbors, but you know, I'm responsible to raise my kids in the ways of the Lord. You 100%. know, and that's why like when we when we when our children were, were young, we had decided that we have to be the authority of their life, and we have to be responsible to protect them, right? Yes. Protect them from themselves, protect them from the world. Um, so we made our home a hangout. Uh, we, you know, <laughs> methodically created an environment so that all the kids would want to come to our home. Yes. And one of those ways was we always had good food. Right. So, yeah. so the kids would come over, <laughs> they know where the good food is. Right. So the tamales is where you eat. So Absolutely. they would always want to hang out. We, the made, Italian we house. had a driveway, the <laughs> Italian house. The, we had a driveway. We turned it into a skate park. Yeah. You know, I put skate ramps and so forth. Well, we had our basement. Uh, you guys don't have basements, but here in New England, we have a basement, <laughs> uh, the lower level of the house. And you know, there were drums, guitars, keyboards. Yes. So the kids would want to hang at our house. And the reason we did that was uh, we wanted to have an influence. Not only do we want to protect our kids because we don't know what they're going into when they go into other people's homes, but we wanted to, to create a safe environment, not only for our children, but for their friends. And yeah. so they come over and and then we look at, you know, the, the, most of the children that came over, they're all adults now and they're all, they all love the Lord and serving the Lord. Yeah. And it's because they followed in the ways of Christ, not even realizing it. we were raising our kids biblically and they saw the benefit of that. Yes. You know, they felt safe. They felt loved, you know, yes. they heard about Jesus and, um, and it's so important that we realize that you know when we say fight, we're talking protecting, right? Yes, uh, protecting. And so we 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 have to protect our kids, and and, and so, sad to say, in the world that we live in, you have to protect your kids from the school yes. that you're sending them to. You know, I, I think down where you, live, Pastor Marty, in you know Tennessee, Nashville, you still have a, a significant element of Christianity that's influencing in the schools yes. and your government, you know, is yes. still a, a level of Christian morality that that's fighting here. It's been overtaken by mm-hmm. liberalism, by an anti-Christ spirit. And, uh, and the challenge that we have as believers up here is it's, it's like we can't send our kids to public school anymore. You, know, you just can't. Yeah. Because they're being indoctrinated. There's an antichrist spirit. Yeah. Um, and so you send your kids to school and, and for eight hours they're being taught and told that what their parents believe as Christians is wrong. Yeah. You know, so you know, our options are so limited now, and I'm starting mm-hmm. to see why God would tell his people, be ye separate. Yes. You know, be ye yeah. separate. And and it's it's almost like you know, now we're at a time where, you, know, you can't send your kids to public school. Um, or college. You have to be careful. Yeah, or college. I mean, I was just talking this past Sunday that 66% of Christian kids that go to secular college end up walking away from their faith. Yeah, And so here we are as parents saving up to send our kids to college like it's a good thing. And they lose their faith. Yeah. You know, so we have to rethink yes. parenting. Rethink what kind of how we're going to educate our kids. You know, yeah. and we have to rethink these things because there's an all-out assault against Christianity yeah. in the world that we live in. And yeah. and parents, you know, you're the you're responsible for your kids. And you know, I know I know Pastor Marty probably prayed the same thing. My prayers for my children was I would always say to the Lord lord i just pray one thing you know i don't care how much money my kids make i don't care if they're doctors and lawyers you know what the world says is success i pray that my children would always serve the lord jesus christ they would love him and never leave him all the days of their life because i think that's true success is parenting
1: absolutely
0: and if they have that everything else works out seek first the kingdom and the Lord says all these other, all the other, things other things will be added unto you.
1: Yeah. You know? So powerful. You know, I think, uh, yeah. uh, again, you know, you have to step back. Uh, the devil is coming to divide and conquer. And, uh, and he comes in like mm-hmm. a snake in the garden, like a snake in the grass. You know, he sneaks in grass. Yeah. And, uh, and, and he creates a, an alternative that seems to be better. And uh, honestly, uh, many of the yep. colleges were, were created as seminaries uh, to further it's hard the to gospel. Believe. Yeah, yes. some of the Ivy All League the Ivy colleges. League yes.
0: Yeah. Yes. It, <clears throat> and now because you of can the Great her- Awakening. Yeah. The Great Awakening. They needed pastors because so many people were getting saved. Mm. So pastors started these universities. You know, we have yeah. a lot of them here in New England. You know, pastors yes. started them, but the devil has taken over. And I believe the enemy's taken over because Christians stopped fighting. Yes. They allowed fight positions for your of family. authority. Yes. Yeah. And fight for your community. Yes. Fight for your school. Yes. And all of a sudden, we started kind of like thinking that Christianity is just behind the walls of the church. And we started letting go of positions of authority in the marketplace. Yeah. And so, school committees have been taken over by not only just people who might be unbelievers, but actually against God. Yeah, you know, and yes. and so it, you know, and I can see like what's happened over the last forty years because I, you know, I went to college and I got my MBA as well. And when I was in school, um, you know, these conversations were being had in the in the seventies, in the sixties, and seventies to secularize the nation. Yeah. And so they have been working on this plan for many years to take over positions of authority, government, education, the marketplace. You know, you see this in technology because they truly want to squelch Christianity. Yeah. Because if they can remove God, then they can be God and control, you know. But that's where you're saying, as parents, Christian parents, we really have to fight for our kids. Yeah. and protect them from the systems that really are anti-Christ systems. And then we have to get involved in and in, in retake, you know, positions of authority. Yeah, you you know, stand so on I'm the
1: always, wall. You know, Take your place on the wall. Yes, yeah, stand on the wall. Fight Take for your family. Place. Yes. Yeah. Fight yeah. for your community. Get
0: involved in school. Yes. Get involved in the school system. Yes. You know, make sure, you know, you. you you know, Christians need to run for for political office and school committees, especially
1: and town 100%. councils. And, yes, you know,
0: yes, because we're fighting for our kids. I mean, we have to fight for our kids, and that's that has to be part of it. So.
1: Well, I, I think we are in a. Um, uh, Pastor Jane Hammond uh, coined this phrase: "We're in a in a voice war," and uh, if you're not, if you don't wow. get up there and fight. And and represent the voice of the Lord or the voice of God's uh, purposes and plans and His way, then somebody else is going to fill that void with another voice, yes. and it'll be the yeah. doctrines of devils. And you know some people have yeah. a problem with that. Uh, but in First John uh, chapter three and verse eight, uh, it says, "For this purpose was the Son of God manifested, mm-hmm. that He might destroy the works of the devil." And the, if, if you'll let the devil in, he'll just steal and destroy everything. Steal, kill, and destroy everything. Yeah, he's a, that's right. But we're as the continuing ministry of Jesus Christ, we're called to destroy the works of the devil so that he doesn't destroy uh, what God right. is establishing. And, uh, and Jesus said, you know... It, it, The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I came that you would have life and that you would have it more abundantly. And the way you have that is by establishing what God's uh, principles, uh, uh, God's kingdom principles in your community, in your family. You know, I believe it all starts at home. And uh, that's why the devil doesn't want you to have a happy, healthy marriage. He doesn't want you to have a happy, healthy family. And uh, that's the first battle line. And uh, like yeah. Nehemiah... And he, doesn't want,
0: he doesn't want you to have a church, a, hel- a healthy church. <laughs> Absolutely. He comes against the church, too. You know? Yes,
1: it's a fight. And you you got to fight for your family, yeah. fight for your wife, fight for your husband, fight for your yeah. children, fight for your church, you know. Uh, one of the yes. things yes. that is happening now is, uh, you know, t- people are not going back to church. Uh, this whole uh, COVID, uh, you know pandemic or whatever uh, you know I'll be I'll be generous in how I describe it <laughs> but uh you know it's, it was a a planned event uh what we're finding out now and and uh, it was man made it was a, a biological weapon uh used against people to bring uh for someone to come come in and dominate and uh and because of that they made these edicts and these decrees you can't go to church you can't worship uh, or you're 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 a super spreader and all these things Uh, so the intimidation factor was there Uh, and many in the church just backed off and said okay Uh, you know but people like us we stood up to fight and we fought for the church we fought for our families we fought for our children Because it's something worth fighting for. And uh, I believe in the power of prayer and the power of declaring God's promises uh, over our communities, over our nation, uh, over our families, over our marriages, uh, over our children. And uh, if you'll just pick up the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God, and fight, uh, like that scripture said in verse uh, 20, it says, God will fight for you, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know
0: yeah 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 you can't let fear rule you right yes you can't yeah absolutely i mean you know we we saw COVID as an attack of the enemy um and obviously you know wisdom is supreme the bible says right of course and so initially you know you you have to kind of figure things out Uh, but as you started seeing things didn't make sense you know Um, You can go to Walmart, you can go, you know, to to things that they said were essential, but you can only have 50 people in church. You know, it didn't matter how big the building was. And we started saying, this does not make sense. Right. It doesn't make sense. And so, and then, you know, you have to decide that you're going to look at things biblically and listen to the voice of the prophets. Yes. You know, and listen to spiritual leaders have insight. And uh, I know we took a position that um, we're fighting against fear. We believe that the church is essential and we can see the work of the devil because our our families need church. We need the gathering. Yes. We need the house of God. We need our children to be with other people, children of faith. We need our youth yeah. to be with other, you know, young people of faith.
1: Yes. And and
0: we believe that, and I believe with all my heart because I mean, Obviously, you and I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the church. Yes. You know, I always say Jesus saved my soul, but the church saved my life. Yes. And you can see there was, you know, there's, there's a constant attack against the church, a constant attack against the church. But the good news is the Bible says the gates of hell, Jesus says the gates of hell will not prevail Yes, right, against my church. So mm-hmm. we know that. But, but again, it takes fighters. It takes fighters, you know. You know, I thank God that we took a position to fight. Um, And so our church has has, has grown through COVID because we have taken a stand against the enemy, you know. Uh, But why do we do that? Because uh, our families need the house of God. Yes. You know, people think, oh, you know, I can be a Christian in in my house, me and my, my kids in my house. Well, no, you can't. I mean it's contradictory to the word of god we need one another i need i need uh you know i call spiritual aunts and uncles helping me raise my kids i need accountability i need you know people say hey you know you you need to talk to your kid you know (laughs) because he needs fixing over here you know Um, (laughs) we need the church we need the house of god and and that is essential to build strong families
1: A hundred percent.
0: You know, we can be imperfect, Pastor Marty, which we are. Yes. Um, You know, I'm not a perfect man. I'm not a perfect father. I'm not a perfect husband. Uh, But I do have someone who's perfect helping me, and that's Jesus. And he's given me not only the Holy Spirit, but he's given me his family, the church, you know, that we can help one another. To yeah. raise healthy families, you know, yes. and I know, I mean, there's no doubt that your kids and my kids, um, they love the Lord and are serving God because we've had these keys in our lives. Yeah, you know, um, the safest place people, to be,
1: know, safest place to be is the church. It, yes, It is, yeah. is heaven A strong tower? Yes, and it, the gates of hell. I mean the the onslaught of hell will not prevail against the church and so that's the safest that's right. place for your family safest to be place. and uh yeah. you, you know i uh, to me it reminds me of uh in jeremiah where uh of course i i study the bible and so these are the thoughts that come up in me but uh when nebuchadnezzar decided to come in and, and steal everybody all all the uh all the best children, all the best wives, Mm -hmm. all the best that the, uh, people of God had and, and steal them and take them back to Babylon, uh, which he did. And, uh, and that's where, uh, you know, the voice of one crying, Rachel crying for, for her children. Uh, that's the second place in scripture where it says that the third place is when Christ was born, uh, in the first place was when Rachel was dying under the tree. But, uh, you know, it seems to me like uh, that's what the enemy's strategy has always been. And that's what he's trying yeah. to do through the culture right now is come in and steal people from church. You know, tell them you don't have to go to church. Uh, take the, right. the best uh, that that God has created and pull them out of the church and then... What you find is people don't don't uh, have the strength to stand on their own, uh, and because God designed it that we need the church, we need each other. Iron yeah. sharpens iron. Absolutely. Uh, Isaiah sixty-five and verse eight. It says the new wine is found in the cluster of the grapes. You're not going to get the new wine with a grape. You have to be in the cluster yeah. of the grapes yeah. and. Uh, uh, Ephesians chapter four says that we're to be fitly joined together with every joint. Support. Together, the ch- the church has to be fitly joined together. Uh, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together, uh, and the much more mm-hmm. as you see the day approaching. And so, I mean, there's so many right. scriptures, right. so much revelation uh, about God's blueprint, His design for us to be together. Uh, so that the yeah. enemy cannot come in and steal our children, and steal our marriages, right. and steal our, our our best. Right.
0: He's modeling family. The yeah. Lord models family. Yes. He has a family. Yes. It's the house of the Lord. It's the people of God. It's the church. It's the assembling of the brethren.
1: You know? Yes.
0: And even you know, even prayer says you know whatever two more you agree, there has to be agreement. Yes, uh, that, that creates a power in prayer. But, um, but I thank God for, you know, the church has, has been the place where I've learned to be a parent. I've learned to be a husband. You yes. know, um, not only by, by the word of the Lord that's preached every Sunday, uh, but by seeing people raising their kids in a godly way. You know? Oh yes, and then thank God for you know thank God for all the ministries of the church that, that help us. You know, I thank God for youth ministries. I thank God for for those who who take care of our kids on Sunday morning, and and they do their little Bible studies, and the kids like going to church because they're learning about yes. God at their level. You know, the church is a, a wonderful thing. Praise yes. praise God for the church.
1: Amen. You know, so. you know some some people Amen. some some people they're uh some especially some of the young people that I talk to, they're afraid of marriage. Uh they're afraid of children. They're afraid to have children. They don't want to raise children uh because they don't know what the world is gonna be like in of course that's been yeah. the Yeah. They're intimidated not to have children. Uh mm-hmm. you know, I'm not afraid for people to raise children and I'm not afraid to raise my grandchildren in this hour. Uh, The world is messed up. It's always been messed up, Uh, but I I know that God's way is always going to come out on top, and no weapon formed against us will ever prosper. Will prosper. That's right. That's right. And when you build your house, interesting. When you build it on the rock, uh, you're going to stand strong. You know, when you build your house on the rock, you're going to stand. It's going to last. And uh, that's what I've learned coming out of a dysfunctional, non-Christian house. Uh, I learned mm-hmm. that you build everything on the Word of God, on the Bible, on Jesus. Yeah. And everything comes in, uh, you know, on the chief cornerstone. And it all comes, right. it, it all is square. Right. Everything is in proper order and balance. And uh, if something yeah. starts looking a little out of balance, God brings it back in order, you know. He's yeah. partnering yeah. with us in yeah. in family. He's partnering with us yeah. uh, in parenting yeah. and in our marriages.
0: Yeah, and he's a restorer. Yes, you know, um, you know people come into the church. We all come into the church broken. You know, yes. broken home was broken marriages. You know, yes. uh, broken relationships with our kids. Our kids are messed up. But thank God, we have a place and a person the lord who comes and begins to restore yes and there's no other place where that happens yes than in the church there's yes. no other place that has the power the supernatural power of the holy spirit to be able to give us uh what we need to battle against demonic elements i mean where our, our fight is not against flesh and blood yes you know it's like I tell I tell people who are struggling in their marriage. I say, "Listen, your problem isn't your wife.
1: Yeah. You know, it's
0: it's a de- it's a demon. You're being <laughs> attacked by someone who hates marriage. Yes, you know, and and you have to see it that way. And and that's why, you know, we need the Lord. We need each other. We need God's word to help us. And we need definitely need the community of the church. We need pastors. You yes. know." We need teachers. We need prophets. Uh, God has given us all these gifts within his house. Yes. You know, like I say, the church is a, a spiritual hospital. We come Amen. in broken, but then God starts to help us find healing. Yeah. Find how to have a, a good marriage. Find how not to screw up your next marriage. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. He teaches us how to live, you know, and he teaches us how to parent and and, uh, raise good kids. And and even like if you're watching today and you're thinking, you know, my life is so messed up. My house is so messed up. My kids are so messed up. uh, There's no hope for me. That's a life in the pit of hell. Yes. You know, the church is filled. The church is filled with testimonies that once I was lost, now I'm found. Once I had a you know, terrible life, but my life has changed. Once I was a terrible father, but now I'm a good father. Once I was a terrible husband, but now I'm a good husband. But God is so good, and, um, and he has a lot of patience and mercy with us. You know. Yes. But thank God that we can turn to a Savior who can save us in any situation. Amen. Save your marriage. He can save your life. He can save your marriage. He can save your children. He can save your future. Yes. You know, your future doesn't have to be what it has been. With the Lord, Amen. he's good. God is
1: good. You know, I, uh, you, I could, I could go in ten different directions off of what you just said, but, uh, yeah, you know, where sin does abound, grace does much more abound. Some Gracious. people, that's right. That's you know, right. They, they feel like they can't. Some people feel like they can't go to church because they don't have it together. And that's the yeah, that's a lie. That's a lie. You've got to go to if you go to <laughs> yeah. church, yeah, you'll find the grace of God. You'll find the yeah. the good news, you'll find the joy. You know, I don't know, I'm sure it's the same for you, but uh after every Sunday service, every single one of them for the last 30 years almost, uh somebody yeah. has come up to me and said, uh, I really needed to hear that that message yes. was directly yeah. to me it's like you were reading our mail right. it's like you were it's like yeah. you were in our conversations this last week and uh and the truth is jesus is Jesus is reading your mail He is preaching that directly to yeah. you. He is in your week all week long and he yes. is talking to you and he is there to encourage you and we're where you make mistakes, where sin abounded, grace does much more abound. And he'll, yeah. grace yeah. is his enabling power uh, by the Holy Spirit to overcome, you know, so that you can yes. live the life yeah. you're supposed to live. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. you know, the attack against family and against children and against others, you know, it's something that I think we need to uh, allow God to reframe. You know, we keep talking about building the walls reframe families, you know, and like we were saying that every house that's built upon the rock uh, will prosper. Mm -hmm. It'll be strong. It'll stand the test of time. Storms of life will come, but that house is built on the rock and it's not going to shift. It's not going to move. And, uh, you know, I was thinking about that this week while I was praying and, you know, I actually have gone to Jerusalem uh, a, a couple of times and I've seen the walls around the city of Jerusalem that were actually built thousands of years earlier by Nehemiah, and those walls are mm-hmm. still standing. Why? Because they're built on the rock. And that's a testimony right. uh to, to yeah. us. You know, we see people at the Wailing Wall praying thousands daily. Yeah. Are uh, praying at the Wailing Wall. Those walls were built by Jeremiah uh because he built it on the rock. It's amazing all Amazing. these all these thousands yeah. of years later. So what does that testify to us? That if we'll, if we'll fight this fight, if we'll stand for family, if we'll stand for marriage, if we'll stand and build everything upon the rock, Christ Jesus, and follow the blueprint, which is his word, follow his commands, mm-hmm. uh, we're building something that'll last for generations. And uh, it's called legacy. Yeah. And I
0: think we know that. Pastor Marty, I think every person Knows that within their core.
1: I believe the that.
0: Bible says the truth is written upon our hearts, right? Yes. And it's like we know it, it's like w- within us because we're created in God's image, right? Yeah, so within us, we know what's right, we know it, we yes. know it. And uh, and <laughs> what ends up happening is, is uh, with indoctrination, sorry, there's something that just popped up on my screen with indoctrination. <laughs> right? With, yes. with the, you know, the, the, God of the airwaves, who we know is the devil, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we, th- that voice and like you said, if, if you don't speak truth, the devil's going to speak lies.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so people listening to the lie that's contradicting what they know is right. So they know God has created a man and a woman, you yes. know, they know it's not a, a decision that yes. a child needs to make. What are you going to be? You know, you're going to be a, a boy. You're going to be a girl today. You're going to, you know, I'm hearing people, kids are going to, to school and saying that I identify as a cat. Yeah. This is happening in, in our schools here. It, it's, it's insanity. Yeah. You know, we all know that. And I believe that we need to voice truth in love. You know, not condemning, not judgmental, no. not you know, in hostility, not to hurt. But but if if truth is spoken, the truth sets us free. Yes. You know, and I believe that that courage needs to start with us as believers in the church, and if we would lead in just speaking truth and love, you know, um, then even those who maybe are not believers at this point. We'll hear the truth, and they'll start saying, "That's true. Yeah. That's true. We've yeah. lost our minds. <laughs> you know, yeah. we've lost our minds. You know, maybe I need to get back to church. You know, yeah. like my grandfather, how he raised my father. You know, mm-hmm. um, but that's that's what we're praying. We're praying, God, bring a, a awakening, bring a revival, bring a renewal." But let us speak truth and love, and uh, especially us as believers, let's not let the culture raise our kids.
1: Yeah, 100%. Let's raise our kids. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, a, a wise man spoke to me many years ago when we first got married and and said, uh, you know, you raise your children. God gave them to you. One thing you have to recognize is God gave right. God gave your wife to you. God gave your children to you, and you have to stand up as the husband, as the head of the house, uh, not to right. not to be a tyrant over your house, but to stand and to raise your family uh, as unto the Lord. Use the I, you know I, again. I came from a a, a heathen background, and uh, I didn't know what the Bible said. I didn't know anything about manhood. I didn't know anything about being a husband and. Those kind of things, but I learned as I went to church. As I went to church, I I saw great That's men right. of God. That's I where saw. I learned. Yeah. I, I I saw how to be a man. I saw how to be a husband. I saw right. how to do things, and and uh, and that this responsibility was now mine to undertake. And uh, you know, uh, talking about those walls, uh, those walls uh, that Nehemiah built are still standing today. Really, because one man decided, I'm going to take a stand, and I'm going to stand for my marriage. Right. I'm going to stand for my family, and God joined his fight, and those walls are still standing. You know, generations later, that's amazing. Uh, so, your amazing. stand as a as a man or a woman of God uh, can turn everything from destruction to destiny. You know, it can turn it from right. Uh, from things being torn to pieces uh, to something that gives glory to God. And, uh, you know, and I always encourage God will back you. Yes. God will fight for you.
0: Yeah. He'll fight for you. Absolutely.
1: I I encourage people never to give up on anybody, never to give up. If your husband's uh, got issues, don't give up on them. If your child has issues, don't give up on them. Never give up on a family member yeah. Never give up on your marriage. Uh, don't don't give up on things. Watch, make a decision that you, from this point forward I'm going to stand and fight. Mm-hmm. You have to start somewhere, <clears throat> and uh yeah. and get. And, and I, think, a, Pastor Monty, I
0: think past the money, I think yeah, you. I think your kids want you to fight for them. Yes. They want you to. They want you to stand up and say, you know, for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Yes. I don't care what Johnny down the street does. I don't care what his parents do. Yeah. For me and my house, this is what we believe. This is why we believe. Yeah. And, uh, and even, you know, your, uh, your kids will come home and they'll say, you know, I want to do this, this, and that. You know, Johnny is doing this, this, and that. You know, I want to do this with Johnny. And, and you know it's the wrong thing, wrong place, wrong people. And you say, nope, you know, you're not going to do that. Yeah. Sometimes your kids want you to say no and you to be the bad guy for them. So <laughs> yeah. they can go to their friends and say, "My parents don't want me to do it." Yeah. You know? And right. so they can still maintain their cool coolness and blame yes. their parents. But inside <laughs> yeah. they're hoping you say no. They want to do the right thing, but yeah. they're being pressured, you know. Yeah. And that's what parenting is. Parenting is you have to do what's right for your kids. Yeah. And if it, it means saying yes, then you say yes. If it's saying no, it's saying no. Um, it, and you know, if it means you know engineering your kids' friendships, yeah. So they're with the right people that you want them to be with. Yeah. You know, um, you know, past money. Uh, my wife and I, I think I told you this, we've been writing. You know, we, you know, we have three grown children now, all serving the Lord. Two of them married, have kids. We have four grandkids and one on the way. Um, and then my wife, uh, we we ran a daycare for 15 years for the church. My wife uh, worked as a director of a daycare, and she also had a home daycare business. So we have a lot of experience uh, with children and families. Yeah. Uh, and then pastoring, obviously. So we we said, you know what? We're going to take the principles. That we see have worked,
1: mm-hmm.
0: not only in our lives, but those that, that we've seen, you know, their children be raised successfully. We're going to take those principles and write them down in a way to throw them out to parents and say, hey, these are great parent tips. Um, and, and we've written them down. They're, they're um, on a website, legacychurchri.com forward slash parent tips to help parents to To take principles and apply them. And these are principles. You know, God is a God of principle. He's, you know, we tend to operate sometimes by the seat of our pants, what we've learned, what we've, you know, what we've seen. Um, but God gives us real divine wisdom by which we can parent our kids. So we've yes. taken these parent tips and uh, written them out in a blog. And also, we have some podcasts with parent tips. And and hopefully, uh, parents can take some of these tips and apply them in their homes. And I believe that they'll see results because, uh, you know, it's divine wisdom. Wisdom that is scriptural um, actually works. If you apply it, uh, it works. And so so hopefully, these parent tips will help some people, maybe who are watching, help them raise their kids
1: you know i i I love my family, and uh I'm so thankful to God for my family every day I thank god and uh the most joyful uh the most happiest times of our lives have always been with family and and that's family. why it's always always so important to prioritize your family you know i've seen yeah. uh, I've seen men who who prioritize business over and, and making money over family, or, or over being at their kids' ball games or those kind of things, uh, but you know Jesus said there's no greater display of love than you lay down your life for your for uh, for your yep. for your family, you know, and uh, which is yep. what Jesus demonstrated, and so uh, you know uh, I was thinking about the word husband. And uh, I do a whole teaching on uh, family and, and uh, you know, a whole series on, on these things, like I'm sure you do. Uh, but the word husband is a compound word uh, made of two words, house band. Uh, so it's like a, a giant rubber band that holds everything together. And, uh, wow. uh, you know, you have to be flexible sometimes and... Uh, but there's a point where you can't stretch any further. You've got to hold a uh, hold a line, you know. And uh, but you know, sometimes just being there, even when it's difficult, showing you care, showing you love, it makes the difference. And uh, you know, uh, I love that uh, God set it up this way. And when He said, uh, Jesus said, "This is how you pray, Our Father." uh god identifies right. as a father and uh you know the devil wants to divide and conquer uh but god designed family and he designed yeah f- from from the top down it this is how everything yeah. in my kingdom runs uh by family and uh yeah you know uh, and the, he's
0: the father of the orphan yes he's the father of the orphan yes you know and that's where again the church comes in where it's a family that people can come into who maybe never have experienced a functional family. Yeah. Who never experienced the love of a father or the love of a mother. Well, it co- and it God costs, brings them into his
1: family. It costs you something to be a husband and a wife and it costs you something to be a father and a mother. There's a there's a cost yeah. involved and you've got to be willing to pay that price yeah. and uh, you know, yeah. I the other the other point I wanted to touch. You know, uh, uh, I, I read the story about a a powerful man in uh, the fifties, professional executive guy, and uh, walked the same path to work every day. He lived in New England, by the way, and uh, on his way he would stop by every day and get a quick drink at the bar on his way to walking walking to work. And one day it was snowing, and uh, he heard some snow crunching behind him. And when he turned around, there was, there was his, his little boy literally placing his footsteps in his daddy's footprints. And, wow. uh, and he And when he saw him, he realized he was standing right in front of the bar where he was going to go in just like he normally would, have a drink, and then go to work. And uh, he just felt overcome by the Lord when he saw his son walking in those footsteps. And uh, so he went and he picked up his son. He went home and he rededicated his life to the Lord and said, God, help me to remember what I do. My children are going to follow in my footsteps. And so from that day forward, he committed his way to the Lord. And, uh, you know, to me... Uh, I, I encourage parents. It should never be a question in your house: Are we going to church this week? You know, it should just be a a uh, a decision that's already made. You know, you don't. Yeah, you might have yeah. to make that sacrifice. You might have to find some kind of way, uh, even if it costs you a lot, to do that. Take your family to the house of God every week, without without question. Yeah. Uh, are we going yep. to church? Honor Absolutely. the Sabbath honor the Sabbath. Yeah,
0: honor the Sabbath. yeah and and, and by taking that position, you're really teaching your children um, what is the priority in your life? Yeah, you know who is the priority in your life? Yeah um, you know the, the, there's there's always uh, great areas, but you know I know that the way we've raised our family, if something is going to interfere, with our relationship with christ with our putting jesus first with our going to church together as a family if something is going to interfere with that uh, we're going to put that in second place to keeping the lord first going yes. to church together you know yeah. um you know even my my children, uh, there' were some things that you know their their friends were involved in sports but because the the you know the, the sports were being held up here anyway on Sunday mornings when we went to church um, we withheld them from being involved in those those particular sports because um we wanted them to know that in our house the Lord is first and yes. uh, the Lord is more important than than sports, you know? Yes. Um, but I always, you know, everyone has to make that decision. You know,
1: I always encourage people beware of, uh, dangerous distractions that subtly will try to separate you from going to church. They just creep in again, yeah. like the snake in the grass, Yeah, and, you know, when something is being yeah. held, uh, and the only time that they can be involved in this is during church time identify that that's the plan of the enemy to divide and conquer. Yeah. Uh, Those are dangerous distractions. And before you compromise and then demonstrate to your kids that it's okay to not be faithful to the house of the Lord, uh, identify it and say, no, I mean, really, ultimately you have the decision making and, you know, kids fuss about things. They want, and I, but I've seen both. I've seen some families who uh determine they're gonna go to church and they're gonna keep the Lord first place and they're not, not gonna allow this distraction mm-hmm. to keep them out of the out of the house of the Lord and their families grow and their kids uh go on to serve the Lord. And then I've seen others who've made those uh compromises and their families are not built upon the rock and the storms of life come yeah. and that house falls. Yeah. And, yeah
0: uh, and I think you know experientially um, you know being in in, in ministry and being a Christian for over 40 years and yeah. working with families and seeing the results that come from you know being obedient to God's word the principle um, or not compromising yeah. we've seen the results of both yeah. and I would I would agree with you that um, Most of the families that that I've seen with with children who still love the Lord, successful in the marketplace as well as in Christ, are the ones that made that determination that for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord, we're going to honor the principle, we're going to honor the commandments, we're going to honor the Sabbath, we're going to um, be the body of Christ, we're going to serve the Lord, we're going to serve the local church, we're going to honor God with our giving, you know, all the principles that God teaches us in his yes. word that allow him to bless, you know, yes. um, those, that works. It works. It never changes. Like you said, those walls are built on stones that have <laughs> tested, have been tested. You know, they've gone through the shakings and it's still yes. there. Thousands oh, of God years. God is the same. Yesterday, wars. Today, forever. Yes.
1: Yes. You right. know, I, I, was thinking ab- I was thinking about Obed-Edom, you know, when David brought the Ark of the Covenant into Israel the first time, the ox stumbled, uh, Uzzah mm-hmm. reached out, he died. So they parked right. the, the Ark at Obed-Edom's house uh, for three months. And so the Ark yeah. of the Covenant was actually in his house for three months. And then the Bible goes on to describe Obed-Edom, as a faithful man in the house of God. And and he had, the Bible actually says he has 70 members of his family uh, with him, his wife, his children, and his grandchildren. Seventy people. And then it goes on to say when the Ark of the Covenant was moved to the tabernacle of David, all 70 members of his family were employed at the tabernacle. Amazing. Amazing. By uh, by Amazing. having the presence of the Lord in his family, uh, right, it changed everything about his family, and they all stayed yeah. in the house of the Lord. That that yeah. anointing yeah. and that blessing flowed from generation to generation. Again, legacy, yeah. Yeah. legacy, uh, and yes. you know, yes, some people may be watching. I want to encourage you: no matter what it looks like at the moment, make the decision to do everything. Uh, to be in the house of the Lord to serve God put the Lord first in every decision uh mm-hmm. because there are dangerous distractions that want to separate you and if you yeah. if you abide in the vine uh then life can flow uh but if you if you take yourself out of the vine uh then you're going to wither and dry up and that I've seen both yeah. and I'm sure you have too and you know uh, yeah yeah David said, I was glad when they said, let's go to the house of the Lord. He didn't say, I was glad when they said, let's turn on the computer and watch TV. Uh, yep. No, he said, go to the house of the Lord. Yep. And yep. Uh, there's something about that. Uh, yeah. And, and David, David's, failure, David's
0: failures came when he pulled away.
1: Yes. You know. Absolutely. When he pulled away. So. But grace did abound. Amen. To bring him back. Yes, and uh,
0: that's right. God is good. God amen. Is good.
1: So um, let me let me uh, go back to your free resources that people can take advantage of. Yeah. So that's uh, legacychurchrhodeisland dot com forward slash parent tips. Is that correct? Uh, yes,
0: LegacyChurchRi.com dot com forward slash parent tips.
1: And the RI stands for Rhode Island. Rhode Island. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Rhode
0: Island. Yeah, Rhode Island. I think the- though, you know, a lot of people don't know that, Pastor Marty. When, when people think Rhode Island is part of New York, but uh, <laughs> everyone should know Rhode Island is one of the 50 states, the smallest, but we're still a state.
1: <laughs> and we're believing Rhode Island is going to be on fire for Jesus. Yes. Amen. Amen. Well, Pastor Ron, we're almost out of time here. Would you take a moment and just yeah. pray for all those that are watching today and uh, just uh, pray for families, pray for uh, marriages, pray for, uh, you know, people with troubled children. Uh, just take a moment and really okay. do what you do best and uh, pray for the families. Amen. Okay.
0: Father, we just thank you, Lord, that you are God of grace and mercy, that you are a restoring God, you are a savior, you are our deliverer, you are our healer, and God, in whatever situation we find ourselves in, Lord, in our homes, Lord, you are for us and not against us. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So, Father, I pray, God, you know every need. Lord, you know people might be struggling in their marriages, I pray, God, that you'd bring healing to every marriage, restoration to every marriage. I pray, God, that we would not hide, Lord, in in, in, in just things, Lord, that would cause us not to seek help, Lord, but we Lord. would seek help, Lord, from you, seek help from our pastors, seek help from the church, Lord, in every area of our lives where we need help, Lord, marriages, raising our children. I pray, bless every mom, every dad. With the power of the Holy Spirit, Lord, let them be strong, Lord, in their resolve to raise uh, children in the house of the Lord. And yes. I pray, God, that that every child, Lord, Lord, of a believer, Lord, would never, ever, ever uh, leave Christ, Lord. We pray, God, for those who might be prodigals right now. We pray yes. that they will return to you, yes, return God. to the house of the Lord. And I pray blessing, Lord, upon every person who happens to listen to this podcast, I pray, bless them. Lord, if those uh, might be people right now that might not be in church right now, but I pray, let them be drawn back to the house of the Lord, God, where their lives would be blessed. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
1: Amen. Well, Pastor Ron, thank you so much for taking time uh, to be with us today, you have ministered such powerful truths uh, that well, thank you, Pastor. Mark. They're they're so strong; it'll help families and and uh, marriages. Uh, and we're just scratching the surface, you know. I I say this uh, very genuinely. We have to do this again real soon, and let's let's dive even okay. deeper. Uh, I want to do a deep okay. dive. Next time, and we'll really just uh pull out all the stops and and maybe even go a little bit longer if we need to, but uh you know I think these are these are so vital uh to 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 what people are dealing with today. People need answers they need solutions
0: yeah, yeah. and yeah.
1: Uh, you know for me and for you uh our our testimony is very similar uh I found. The, the answers and the solutions in the house of the Lord. Uh, God Amen. caused Amen. people. Uh, you know, my mom, after my dad passed, my mom wasn't sure what to do uh, with uh, eight kids still at home and uh, eight out of 10 kids still living at home. Uh, how do we father them? You know, how, how does she do this? Does she, mm-hmm. you know, she wasn't going to remarry and, and really God just used the church. And there were great men of God in the church that yeah. changed my life. And uh, you Amen. Know, what, what is your saying? Amen. Jesus saved my soul. What? What was the church the of- saved my life?
0: <laughs> the church saved my life. Jesus that's, saved my soul. What the church saved my life?
1: That's exactly it. And uh, yeah. I just think that's so powerful and and so uh, necessary for today. And uh, thank you again so much. Uh, We will do this again very soon, and uh, we look forward to uh, more time together. And I want to encourage everybody, go to his website uh, and and avail yourself of those free resources. It's very good, very strong, uh, very helpful, answers a lot of questions, and uh, we just bless you today. Thank you, Pastor Ron. We'll see you next time on Speak Life. Thank you. Thank you. God bless. We'll see you soon. Bye. Awesome. Awesome. I know you were all blessed by that and uh, the insight and the revelation that uh, Pastor Ron shared with us. Thank you again so much, Pastor Ron. And uh, I'm just very blessed. I want you to know uh, never forget uh, that we are in an unbreakable covenant with Almighty God, ratified and sealed by the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. You know, Jesus received the full wrath of God upon himself so you and I and our families could have abundant life, both now and in the world to come. And so, you know, the Bible says God has your name and the names of your family members written indelibly upon the palm of his hands, and nothing can separate us from the love of God. You know, if you're willing and obedient, you'll enjoy the good of the land. And you know, when you sow your seeds and you bring tithes and offerings to the Lord, God opens the windows of heaven and pours out blessings uh, upon you and upon your family that you cannot explain and you cannot contain. Amen. And uh, he gives seed to the sower and bread to the eater and increase to enjoy. And uh, you will walk in God's overflow in every area of your life. That's what covenant is all about. And I believe his covenant truth. And Uh, He will make a way where there seems to be no way. I know some people pray uh, fearfully for their children. You don't need to. You know, believe God is in control and he's working all these things together for our good. And, you know, bless because he's in covenant with you. Bless and and don't curse. Speak blessing. Uh, When we're weak, he's strong. Amen. And so, you know, you you initiate greater blessing uh, through generosity. Uh, Philippians chapter 2 and verse 13 it says for it is God who works in you both to do, to will and to do good uh, to do of his good pleasure and so it, it's God who works in us both to will and to do his good pleasure I believe right now we are crossing a threshold as the people of God and something powerful is about to be unleashed from heaven for you amen. Amen. Well, I want to thank all of you who continue to stand with us right here at Speak Life. And thank you for those who sow seeds into propagating uh, this ministry, the prophetic ministry. And uh, if you desire to sow a seed to help us to continue to release the word of the Lord to the nations, these powerful prophetic uh, conversations that, that will help equip the people of God, there's several ways you can do that. You can text any amount to the number 84321. That's 84321. It's on your screen right now. 84321. Uh, You can also click on the link uh, on our website at lifepointchurch.cc. Lifepoint has an E uh, in it, so it's lifepointchurch.cc. Or you can visit us at martylayton.com or speaklifetv.com. Or if you prefer to mail in your tax-deductible offering, you can do that uh, by sending it to P.O. Box 1822, Hendersonville, Tennessee, 37077. That's P.O. Box 1822, Hendersonville, Tennessee, 37077. If you're watching us on social media, there's a link in the comment section you can click on, and and you can give that way if you like. And again, I want to thank you for standing with us. I promise to always give you the very best and pour out a fresh word from the Lord to you. Amen. And thank you again for standing with us and supporting the work uh, of the work of the Lord right here at Speak Life. I want to thank uh, today's sponsor. Of Speak Life, which is Mike Lindell, and my pillow. Mike is an awesome man of God. Uh, he's fighting on so many fronts right now, and he's not backing down one inch. Uh, why? Because he's standing for what God has spoken. He believes the prophets. He believes America shall be saved, and he's fighting on the front lines uh, for the freedoms that we hold so dear in this nation. And so, as our sponsor, he's made some special deals available for this audience and if you'll go to mypillow.com that's mypillow.com check out the hundreds of products uh that he has made available just for you to purchase there and uh i recommend the my pillow it's a great uh an incredible product and it really does give you a great night's sleep and i recommend the slippers the towels the sheets Uh, i especially recommend look at this here my coffee uh the my coffee you can find that at my store.com and in all of that if you'll use the promo code marty my first name marty you'll receive the deepest discounts available off of your purchase uh and if you prefer to call you can call the number on your screen right now it's 800-859-2938 But remember to use the promo code Marty. It's a great way to support the Speak Life broadcast. You get some great products in return, and you also are supporting the patriotic work of Mike Lindell. So do that, if you will. Uh, Use the promo code Marty, just to let them know that uh, this audience really appreciates uh, the the opportunity to, to receive these discounts. You're supporting the show, and you're blessing Mike Lindell at the same time. Amen. Again, thank you so much for tuning in to Speak Life. Join us next week for more great prophetic ministry and prophetic conversations. If you enjoyed this and you were blessed by this ministry, please leave us a five-star review. And follow us on social media as well. Uh, you'll find us on Truth, on Getter, on Facebook, on YouTube, on Rumble, on Instagram, on Twitter, on Frank Social, on Parler, on Telegram, on all the social media platforms. The, the uh, You just look for my name, at Marty Layton. At Marty Layton. And I understand that we had some uh, technical difficulties tonight. There was a freeze uh, on the show, and uh, it, it, for some reason it didn't show up on uh, YouTube and that sort of thing. So I want to encourage you uh, to subscribe, uh, follow us on all these different platforms, uh, check out Rumble, you know, this is a live show every Friday at 7 p.m. Central on Facebook, YouTube, and Rumble. Uh, but sometimes we're blocked, sometimes there's uh, issues that come up. Uh, but uh, if you'll follow us on all these different platforms, you'll be able to connect with us one way or the other. And uh, especially as there's so much censoring going on right now, uh, I just encourage you to connect with us on all the different platforms. Uh, so that you can stay connected and stay involved. Amen. I want to thank you also for telling others about the Speak Life show, helping us to reach more people and minister to many more about the wonderful things of the kingdom of God that we release here from this platform. Uh, You're only going to hear the word of life here. You're going to hear the word of hope. You're going to hear the word of the Lord here. And so I just encourage you, help us to get the word out. Amen. Amen. Also, please take a second and subscribe to the Speak Life podcast. You can find the podcast on Charisma Podcast Network, on iTunes, on Spotify, anywhere really where you listen to podcasts, we're going to be there. Just put in Speak Life and my name, Marty Layton. Thank you again, and remember to keep your spiritual ears and eyes open, because God is always revealing himself. He's always speaking. He's always giving you the word of the Lord, and you were created to hear and know the voice of your Father. Amen? Jesus said, man cannot live by bread alone, but by every word that is proceeding from the mouth of the Father. That's your design, to hear the proceeding word from God's mouth. Amen? Amen? Proverbs eighteen twenty one declares, the tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. And that's why we always say, remember to always speak life. Amen. We'll see you next week. God bless.
0: Thank you for listening to Speak Life with Marty Layton. Please help us spread hope and share this podcast with a friend. Join us again as we speak life into our world.